<laughs> Welcome to the Reed and Sean podcast. <laughs> Could you imagine? What does the vocal didgeridoo? You thought you were here to learn? Well, we're here to harmonize. Welcome to episode two of the Aware Audio Experience. Super excited to be progressing this series and kind of bringing some of the mindfulness topics and awareness topics to the to the forefront. Of course, this podcast wouldn't be here without Aware. Most buttery, silky smooth bamboo apparel. More buttery than the audio quality of these microphones. <laughs> and that's pretty buttery. This uh, podcast is geared toward bringing content forward to you that adds value around mindfulness and awareness. So... Um, yeah. And it's it's funny because it's actually therapeutic for us. I feel therapy talking about these topics, you know what I mean? And so hopefully they help other people out there. But even if they don't, it's good for me and you just to talk about this. Much cheaper this way <laughs> than going to a real therapist. Yeah, my therapist is not going to be happy about this. <laughs> so we had an interesting conversation today that uh, I think would be a good starting point for episode two here about basically the resistance that we feel towards the things that we don't want to do actually being more damaging than, than the thing we don't want to do. You know, talked about when you really don't want to go to go to the gym, you know, going to the gym is one thing, but the resistance you feel towards not going to the gym can sometimes actually be worse for you than, than the act of not going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe even in other words, too, it's like, when there's a problem, sometimes we design a really elaborate way around it and this story, a way around it to, to kind of neglect the problem. Sometimes that story that we design ends up being more problematic yeah, than, than exactly. actually addressing or doing that thing, yeah. which is insane, but also so common. And I think, I think a lot of it boils down to, um, I actually made an Instagram story about this earlier in the week, but our relationship to uh, these things and, and where we're actually coming from. I use the example of um, standing in line at the grocery store when you're having a good day and in a good mood and it feels great to stand in line. And then, you know, the next day you're having a crappy day and all of a sudden you hate the line, but really the line hasn't changed. It's just your relationship to that line. And so it's obviously something that's a little more internal than external. You know, you, you can't control the line. 100% internal. That ties into our experiences in launching Aware basically is a very long project, took multiple years. I mean, I would wake up in the morning, Sean would be working on Aware. And when I'm going to bed, he's still working on Aware. <laughs> so like there was not a, a minute where I didn't see him chipping away at this, but even still, it took a lot of energy. And, um, you know, I super admire that about you, that you, you know, we're talking about, do you go around your problems or do you face them head on basically? Right. And it's going around them is probably even harder. And not that Aware is a problem, but it's like a challenge. Yeah. And it's crazy because you didn't even, you know, it's not just like once you decided to take it head on. It was over the course yeah. of years. No, I had decided. to answer that question over and over. Exactly. But but when I realized that, that this wasn't going to be like, uh, okay, I'm doing it. It was going to be asked every morning, every night, like, are you still doing it? When I realized the persistence I was going to need, I almost felt like I solved the problem. I was like, okay, there's going to be moments where I... I need a break. There's going to be moments where there's so much going wrong that I just need to stop, but that's okay as mm -hmm. long as I start again. Mm -hmm. And I promised myself, like, don't ever give up and and keep coming back to it. And so there was, like, weeks, months where it was dead in the water for a little bit, and then it was like, okay, we're back. Yeah, and it's 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 crazy, though, because the – I don't know how many people out there that are that – are, I don't know how many people are watching this period, but <laughs> I don't know – how many people out there that listen or watch this have ever launched something on the side, but it takes an incredible amount of willpower and drive to, to do that, to 
to do something on it's not like it was your full-time endeavor right it's one thing that if you wake up and you go to work and that's what you're doing but this is like in the in-between yeah. hours and the downtime that makes it even more likely that you would say ah you know anywhere yeah. it's just this idea i have right it's, it's, it's easier to brush it off the accountability especially when early stages it was this like far-fetched dream the more tangible it becomes the i think the harder it is to ignore or yeah. like the easier it is to build momentum when it's this pipe dream you know, and you go to work and you come home and you have this time allotted to work on it. And then all your friends come home too and they're hanging out. It's really easy just to hang out. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And stay in your routine. But and- yeah, when you got a uh, living room full of shirts and your friends can't hang out on the couch because the shirts are there. Yeah. There's a little more accountability. And but it starts with the decision too. it starts with a mental decision to say, yes, this is worth it. Yeah. You have to you can't be like, yeah, you know, it's this, you know, Aware, it's this idea that I have, and I don't know. It's got to be like it starts with a yes, right? And then that you have to rip that has to be your mantra yep. of like a yes. And then you got to do the work, you got to come back to it. Yeah, that yes, it's and it's it's like also a why because sometimes the yes isn't enough. It's like, yeah, I want to do it, obviously, but why? Because I'm really struggling to see the light right now, yeah. And so, what's my reason here? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the brand messaging and all that stuff helped push more in that direction it helped justify that why mm-hmm. you know it's and, like doing and, good you know as we said in our other podcast but basically you even felt the effects of the why the more that you worked on it the more that you felt the need for what aware stood for which is like meditation mindfulness right. like tapping into yourself and so that just further reaffirmed the why yeah. which further reaffirmed the yes yeah <laughs> which you know push it's like the, a beautiful cycle i also think Another thought I had was around perfection and having perfection mm, being the enemy. That's such a good one. You know, that's such where a good one. you're chasing. It's so easy to say it's not good enough right. yet or I can never make it good enough. Or want to wait until it's perfect to show it, yeah. to bring it live. And you really have to like, I mean, take a page out of history and look at like when other things launched, they are not launched perfect. The first version yeah. of MySpace, the first version of blah, blah, blah. So rough. Yeah, they're and they're rough. What helped a lot with that was the video editing I was doing was so bad at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like the first creative stuff that I was starting to put out there. And I saw how much better it got through time. Mm-hmm. And then I realized through Aware, like the first shirt sample we had, I looked at the shirt sample, not as a really bad shirt. I saw the sample was not good, but I actually looked at it as inspiring because I was excited to look back at this one day and think, wow, I already saw the future almost. Yeah. You know, I always say, I hope I look back at this and cringe on it. I yeah. hope that I feel I that way. Because if I look back on this and say, wow, pretty good, that's not a good sign. I don't want to hit the top right now. Yeah. But you can only look back on something and feel that way if you put it out there exactly. to begin with. I saw this, um, this post yesterday that actually... It kept me up working on this new format of an Instagram post, but it said, you know, your first podcast is going to suck. Your first video is going to suck. Your first piece of art is going to suck. Your first song is going to suck. But you can't make the 50th without the first. And thank so God this is our, our second so podcast. We're on the second. Yeah. yeah, we're good. <laughs> Just to recap, we, we started with resistance, went to accountability, consistency. We touched on drive, learning new things. Um, and I think there's the theme here is that a lot of this stuff is not going to be easy. And uh, when it boils, when you try to boil it down, it's it's like, why isn't it easy? Is it because I'm scared of not being good at these things? Is it because I'm scared of failing? And anytime I feel like you meet resistance, there's a really good opportunity to look in and try to understand why. Because I think everyone gets stuck for different reasons. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so if you can figure out why you're getting stuck, 
on this one task, I think it unlocks your ability beyond that one task to kind of excel at, at different aspects of your life. Yeah. So this is a great channel because this makes me think of once you dig into those areas of yourself and you start to dig into the resistance and maybe, I mean, that's a moment of growth for you. Yeah. Like people that resonates with people. I feel it sometimes when I meet new people, there's, there's people out there that they're magnetic and there's, what is it about right. them that draws energy toward them? What, what, what is that? You hear these kind of very ambiguous terms. I can summarize it that feeling into if you're if you're super secure and you dig into your resistance areas those areas that you're you're scared to touch on and you you grow from that that is what creates that magnetic mm -hmm. energy because people can feel that level of security mm -hmm. they want a part of that mm -hmm. they consciously or subconsciously want to be around that energy they're that, detecting that yeah they can pick up on that and it's like i don't know what it is about sean but he's you know i just like being around him he's a great listener that's what that is to me is like people who dig into their resistance right. areas and learn from it they become hubs yeah basically. i mean once you once you do the learning once you do the growing i think it's a lot easier to help other people you know who are stuck in different places because you didn't get stuck there or you did get stuck there and you know why you got stuck there mm -hmm. So it's, it's ways and it's also, we touched on this in episode one, but it's uh, identifying patterns. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? A lot of it is identifying, wow, I've been stuck there multiple times. They say, you know, life is one lesson after the other and you can't get to the next lesson without, you know, passing the one you're on. And that lesson's going to keep repeating itself. How do you feel about Aware obviously starts as like a mindfulness meditation brand. How do you feel about just in our conversations in the last hour? Yeah it's already turned into a topic of mental well-being and like being in tune with yourself and the, all these things kind of go hand in hand and do you see aware going that direction yeah totally i mean that's aware's genesis you know came from that um i so i do a lot of video work on the side and it's uh, allowed me to be in a lot of rooms with a lot of amazing people and just kind of be the fly on the wall for a lot of different situations and over the last two three years as you know aware was evolving as an idea I kept getting validation from, you know, these these videos I was filming where no matter who it was, you know, there was a guy who was he was on the on the Forbes 500 list and and super accomplished and somebody asked him, you know, what what's one thing you want to focus on more this year? What do you feel like you could improve on? He said, "Man, I just don't feel like I'm present enough. Like I'm just mm -hmm. not aware enough in my life." And I had heard that like three or four times that week. Mm -hmm. And when he said it, this guy who's got all these plaques on the wall mm -hmm. and He's got all these accolades and I thought, man, this guy looks like, you know, he has it all and mm. he's struggling with the same thing that I just filmed, um, you know, someone in college who's mm -hmm. just starting their life who said the same thing. And it's and I realized it's it's uh, transgenerational, mm -hmm. like it's it's not specific to anyone. Mm -hmm. It's this idea that we're all in this world struggling with all these distractions to really just like take a step back and appreciate and just see what you have, like feel what's going on in that moment. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. And I also think that my realization, even in this conversation, is that meditation isn't the end point. It's just the vehicle by which you get to an end point, self-growth or self-awareness or. Yeah. And, and there arguably is no end point. It's I think after meditating for a few years now, I realized that it's they call it a practice because you're always practicing. You almost, the end point would be like this mindset that there is no end point. Right. It's only always growth. Yeah. The older you get, the new challenges you face. Yeah. You, you know, you go from leaving college to um, a young adult to career to a family to mm -hmm. 
empty nest syndrome. New to, problems. Yeah, always new problems. Always going to be something. So it's, it's not about the problems. It's about how you can process the problems. And I think it's an intent and a willingness to find problems, address problems, reflect on problems. So it's, yeah, it's, I think it's that intent and it's that desire to learn from them. That's another core tenet. Meditation and aware. Those are things that they stand for. Um, yeah. You know, what's interesting is actually I was thinking about this this morning when I was meditating, but I was so sensitive growing up, so sensible. I cried all the time, always like very affected by my surroundings, very mm -hmm. timid child. I started meditating more and more and that got easier, which was awesome. Like that's one of the first things I noticed was those situations weren't as like acute. They weren't as like mm -hmm. something would go wrong and I was like, it wouldn't rock my world. I was like, wow, it's getting easier. And then the deeper and deeper I meditated, it didn't really go away. Like it kind of leveled out at this. Uh, this baseline mm -hmm. reaction that my body had and it, it was frustrating i was like what the hell i thought i could it, meditate to a point away. yeah why am i not buddha yeah and i realized today i had this moment where i was like there is no you don't reach that place what happens now instead is that when something around me happens that affects me that heavily yeah my, that's how my body is going to react that's who i am it's not as crazy anymore but it it's there's this space now it's like this awareness i have i'm like wow okay i just someone's upset at me boom i get like oh i feel it in my body and then it and it goes away mm -hmm. it doesn't get stuck it doesn't sit there for as long it doesn't it's not as intense mm -hmm. and when it's happening i have space instead of feeling oh my god i'm, I'm messing up my whole world's imploding mm -hmm. i have this feeling like wow my body is really affected by that so i'm not in it i'm like watching it mm -hmm. and then it can flow through me a lot quicker my, i feel like my body can process it so much faster mm -hmm. the, the deeper i get into this meditation practice I feel like the faster at processing these little micro traumas that happen throughout mm. the day. But it's also realization that you're not going to just dissolve all your problems. Right. You're still going to be. Yeah. It's still perfectly acceptable. Your goal shouldn't be to be insulated and never right. be touched by problems. But yeah. it's, it's that you'll be able to handle them maybe in a, in a more thoughtful way. And that's such a beautiful way to tie back our first point of resistance, because instead of getting upset that there's a new problem, you know, you're open to that and you're like, okay, there's going to be things that go wrong. How do I handle them? And I think there's a lot of friction that people feel in their lives from just getting stuck on like, man, I got to stop on my way home and pick this stuff up for dinner now. I was supposed to just be going home. And that friction is so much more damaging than actually going to the store on mm -hmm. your way home and picking up those groceries and being 20, 30 minutes later to coming home. And, and just think about how much more you could achieve if you didn't impose that friction and that and that resistance into your life yeah you know you, you'd be more productive you right would, you, you know what i mean we get so wound up in those moments where you know you're, you're releasing all this cortisol because your body's feeling like stress mm -hmm. all these cytokines are like oh you're flushing out because you're feeling like the resistance it's stuck inside you and and that's a, that's a stress that builds up you know maybe mm -hmm. okay stopping for 20 minutes to get groceries on the way home it's not a big deal but when your boss yelled at you and, you know, you spilled your coffee this morning and there's all these other things that happen throughout your day, that's the straw that breaks the camel's back. And then people have like moments where they just get completely overwhelmed. Some people get mad. Some people get really sad. Some, you know, it's confused. Mm -hmm. It's like we need this channel to let it flow through us. We need to like, okay, and let it go. Mm -hmm. We carry a lot of that, I feel like. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people struggle to even identify what they're feeling. Oh, I'm just mad, you yeah. know, like, Ugh. yeah, well, what is it? Instead of looking into that, they divert their attention, mute the pain. You know, I, I'm guilty all the time of projecting, you know, if I'm ever in a place, I'll catch myself. I'm like, man, I was just 
I wasn't in a good place. I just mm-hmm. totally projected on that person. Mm-hmm. They actually had nothing to do with why I'm upset, but I just yelled at them. Like, that's yeah. not cool. Yeah. So I got to go say sorry, and then I got to figure out what triggered me. Yeah. And so it's, I think, again, the pattern, seeing the pattern there mm-hmm. and trying to catch it. I think the first step is like identifying it, bringing awareness to it. I have this pattern of projecting on people when I'm you know, uncomfortable. And then it's like, okay, well, how can I fix that? Why am I feeling this way? And then getting to like the bottom of it and mm-hmm. unpacking it. You know, even just identifying it helps so much. Because then it's, like you said, you're not confused anymore. Right. You're like, okay. That's why. I yelled at him, but yeah. now I know. You know why? Yeah. So it's like, oh man, yeah, that is my thing. Instead of like, why do I feel like this? I can't figure this out. It's yeah. even more frustrating. And then there's the resistance. Right. But I think it all comes from... it. You just have to have the desire and the intent to even look inside before any of that happens. And that hurdle is like yeah. the biggest one. Right. When I think about the brand principles around Aware, that's a beautiful thing that it offers is like, hey, why don't we take a minute to slow down? Mm-hmm. And then that process turns reflect. into, well, let's slow down and let's maybe probe. Let's ask yeah. ourselves some questions. And that's a that's a beautiful thing. But I mean, yeah, I'd leave this conversation with it with an awesome insight of meditation is not the end point. It's not like, okay, meditate and you're done. It, that's the start point. It, that's the mm-hmm. where you start asking yeah. questions to yourself. That's a that's a really it's important a thing to realize because when I when I think about I'm not a super experienced meditator, so when I think about meditation, you know, it's a little bit it's monolithic. It's one dimensional. Mm-hmm. It's like meditation. You sit there and you you, you you just sit there, right? Am I supposed to think or not? You know, right. It's tough to really know yeah. what that means. This conversation is helpful to me to get a better understanding of like what we're going for through meditation. Great. I think that's a beautiful place to wrap up episode two. It's a good little summary there. So thanks for joining us. Hope you guys had some takeaways. And if not, tell us why. <laughs> <laughs>